Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and uh, welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. As always, it's your boy DJ Billy A coming to you live from I own California A. And across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on your mic and tell him who you am, my friend. Right. To the 209 to the Infinity Podcast. You already know who I am. <laughs> this is true. And if this is your first time ever listening to the 209 Till Infinity Podcast, I only have one question for you. Where the fuck you been? <laughs> Hey man, there are 30 or 40 people out there that are well-versed and know exactly who you are. Every month, baby, like clockwork, they're checking in, and we appreciate every single one of them. But yeah, to the rest of those people, where the hell have you been? That's an excellent question. It's well funny. said, it's my funny. friend. It's funny because it'll be like somebody like totally random. Like I know they listen, I know they're out there, and it'll be out of nowhere, and they'll be like, something will come up. And they'll be like, AKA, AKA, AKA. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And I'll be like, for okay. sure, man. So you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, you are known for those AKAs, man. It's uh it's your trademark. Man, when you when you when you do a lot of things, you know, and you you uh you know nicknames are a part of a I think culture in general, but certainly the sports culture, obviously I grew up in the sports culture. Continue to play sports, so Sure. Piece of that, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Um, sir, I, and, and I don't say this often. I am glad that you're not here today. Yeah, I know you got a lot of stuff going on. You're in the middle of uh, a bathroom remodel, right? Yeah, the, the, the house is in a little bit of disarray. It was already in disarray 
when my son moved home at the end of May, and then like I couldn't really like, and, and not just that. your son, two two more dogs as my well, son right? And my t- two dogs, and then three days later, I got COVID. Right. So he That's came right. home that weekend, and then after the weekend, I had COVID. So it was right. like madness into the middle of June, and then you know. Once once things unravel, it's hard right. putting it back in the box, you know. Right, absolutely, yeah. It's like that, uh, the domino effect, right? Once once you push those dominoes and they get going, there's no stopping them. You just have to wait till everything kind of crash lands and then pick them back up and line them up again and hope for the best. It's like much. anything you've ever purchased needed to return yeah. it and then put it back in the box. It doesn't go in the box the same way. Absolutely, one hundred percent does not. No, uh, uh-uh, for sure. Yep. Yeah, it's a, what's the old saying? It's a cheesy saying, but it's so, it's so true. You cannot put the shit back in the horse. <laughs> and I, and it, it's it's kind of gross, but it's absolutely one hundred percent true, man. It's it ain't going back in there once it's out. You just got to deal with it once it's out there. So the house and is that's, a little bit of a disarray. Right. But I do have positive news. Positive-ish. Right. Uh, my son is not here right now. Right. And, and why is that? Well, he's not here because he uh, went to Southern California. Okay. Where, where his girlfriend is at. Right. And um, he took the dogs with him. Okay. And they're staying with her for good, so uh, Mercy has her castle back. Oh yeah, your dog is loving that. I guarantee it, Manners. Those uh, his dogs were just a titch more high energy than Mercy, putting it mildly. Yeah. yeah if you, I, and I don't know, like, cause see, the thing is, is people. Some people know, but if you don't know, when people think of poodles, they think of the toy poodle. Right. Not actual poodles, which are like huge dogs. They're big dogs. Right. They're yeah. These and they've got a ton of energy. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever met Mercy or you've heard us talk about her, that's not her vibe. No, not at all. Yeah. Very timid. Very, uh, I, I don't know if shy is the right term to use for a dog. Reserved. But if it's a, reserved. Reserved. That's a good term. Yeah. Yeah. yeah likes, uh, very attached to you. Likes you. Uh, takes some time to warm up to uh, other people coming into the house. I do feel like in the four years that we've done this, she has adjusted to me and gotten gotten used to me being there. Uh, but yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's what happens with. But it's also like anybody that she does get used to, it's like, yeah. like toe in the water used to. Absolutely. Not, you know, yeah. like, it, like even my mom, like my mom will come and she'll be like, fine, I'll sit next to you since dad's gone. But Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not having fun while you're betting me. But uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, he left on Thursday, and uh, because something was going on, and and we'll get into that at a later episode. But um, that, like, he packed up the dogs that morning, got them up, and then took off. And it was so funny. Like, within like two hours, like Mercy was out on the couch, laying down. Like, I got my castle back. Right. Well, because it's just been you and Mercy for. What? Uh, I mean, maybe four years in December. Wow, that long, huh? Okay, and then, yeah. And so, and then on top of that, you have to factor this in. 
It was right. literally just me and Mercy for 10 months of isolation during the lockdown. During quarantine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no outside contact. Right. Nobody coming, nobody right. going. Yeah, you weren't going to the groomer. You weren't doing any of that stuff. Complete lockdown. Yeah, people forget. You know, it's funny. That seems like ancient history, but that was just like, you know, a year ago. Like, you know, or some shit like that. Like, it wasn't that long ago. It feels like it's been forever now. Like, that's a part. That's like something you'd go back and pull out your history books. We will discuss the great lockdown of 2020. But it, it just was, it just happened, man. But it, it almost feels like a distant memory now. We're, we're all kind of gotten back into the groove of business as usual. Uh, and kind of going about our lives and just doing things like we normally did. And now that seems like a long time ago, even though it wasn't. Right. And, and so <clears throat> I think that that bond even grew stronger because it was just us, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. That's a big adjustment for anybody, for a person too. When you're used to living alone, like I never have lived alone. Like I only had a, like a five month gap from you know I, my first marriage was 18 years and you know, we had kids early on so there's always someone in the house and then you know i got divorced and i lived alone in my own place for five months but you know immediately started dating my now wife and was at her place most of the time and then we moved in together and so i have not been alone so i didn't like it but i know people that have done it and have done it for long periods of time that enjoy it and prefer it. They want their time. They're like, yo, when I need you around, I'll ask for you to be around, but this is my space and my time right now. I'll call you when I need you. But right now, just leave me alone. Like I know several people like that, that want the quiet, want the silence, want, uh, want that, uh, solace of just being in their space by themselves and doing whatever the hell they want to do no questions asked and uh that's something i never adjusted to like i never have dealt with that ever in my entire life i didn't like being alone because i had never dealt with it you go from living with your parents to living with a wife and then having kids and it's just like when i finally had an empty house to myself for the first time ever at almost 40 it was a strange feeling a really strange feeling so yeah it's different for everybody i think well i could tell you this um you, you said you're used to living alone and i don't know if that's accurate right because i have gone in spurts of alone not alone alone not alone so it's been it gets hard sometimes because you finally adjust to something, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm good being alone, and then you're going in waves. Yeah, and then I'm in a, you know, a four-year relationship, and you, and you knew what it was like when I was with my ex. Like, I was hardly ever home. I was always there. But you guys was, were going. She was yeah. always here. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, during the week, but like during the week, sometimes, like when you're working and stuff, like you don't even, feel, you know what I mean? Like, there's right. You have more time not here than here. You come back and you sleep or whatever. Yes. You know, and then Absolutely. also in that point during time, like my son was here a while for a while in the past. So obviously he lived here then and then X and then, you know, single, then another relationship, then single, and, you know, now Justin's here. So that's been a different adjustment. Yeah. But I can tell you this, it's been a different adjustment now because this has really been the first time he's been here since he's really an adult. Right. Because before right. he was, when he was here, he was before he went to the Marines. 
That was oh, okay. seven years, I think. Wow. Yeah. You know, okay. Six, seven years. So when he that's left a hell of a gap. Here, when he left here, he was still, you know, eight, nineteen, maybe twenty. Right. But right. Like a, Crazy. He was, kid, he was a kid. Yeah. You know, and then like, of course, he came when he would come on leave and stayed here and things like that. But like, he wasn't living here. Right. You know, if you're here right. for two weeks, you know, that doesn't really count. Now, no. Now he's here and he's an adult, so it's been a, it's been really good but like it's different you know it's a change absolutely 100 yeah for sure Mm. i just want you to know that i'm uh, currently sipping uh if you will a uh zoa natural energy drink from our good friend of the show dwayne the rock johnson oh nice the zoa uh wildberry energy drink uh also uh, currently encased in my brand new Frost Buddy drink container that keeps it cold, aka I got TikTok made me buy it, uh, a gift to me, courtesy of. Oh, you nasty! Okay. So uh, nice. shout out, oh you nasty! Appreciate you. Here's, Hell yeah! Yeah. Here's the problem with with me and. Uh, oh, you nasty! We just be buying each other shit, dude. Like, like all the time, dude. I'm like, hey man, got you something. I'm like, hey man, bring a beer for you. I got this for you. He's like, got some for you too. So on Friday, he was like, hey, I got some. I was like, hey, I'm gonna grab you. A, we got softball. I'm gonna grab you. you want a tall can? You want a beer? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And then we got jerseys for something. So he's like, I'm bringing the jerseys. And he's like, cool. He's like, I got something for you. And I was like, what? Like you saw the uh, the uh, Mandalorian Grogu. Uh, frame thing in my uh in the studio that i hadn't put up yet yes yes i did that was from him oh nice you know just a thoughtful guy you know what i mean Hell oh yeah. you nasty you should be like, appreciate that oh you thoughtful there you go yeah you may have to have him record a new tagline just to just to keep that on backup hey, in I'm case we want to change Nick it up Owens, aka Oh, you nasty. A.K.A. Nikki Dogs. A.K.A. Oh, you thoughtful. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It does sound Italian. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, so crazy. So you got all kinds of stuff going on. And then on the flip side, I am glad I did not have to drive there because uh, I had a shitty week, man. It, uh, you know, it's funny how you can go from high, the highest of highs, and then immediately the moment you start to count... You know that saying, don't count your chickens before they're hatched, is 100% true. Because I went, in my career, my work career, I went from one of the highest highs. So I have three homes in escrow right now. Two homes that I have listed for a client. Well, I had, past tense, unfortunately. So I have a house in Camino. I have a house in Placerville that I have on the market and got both got into escrow. And then I have a young couple that I'm helping to buy their first home in Olivehurst. So out in Mar- Marysville, we made an offer, got that offer accepted. So that's an escrow. So I had on a Friday, I had three homes in escrow, which is like a big deal, especially for someone that's in their first year, just really starting out, getting it going. They're like, man, three escrows, this is crazy. Congratulations. Everybody's patting me on the back. This is so amazing. Good for you. You're doing it. You're killing it. 
I'm feeling good, highest to highs. And I'm thinking about those commission checks that are going to come in. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this to my car. I got to pay off these bills. You know, I got the check spent. You know what I'm saying? Before they even come in, you start, you know, but I'm counting my chickens before they hatch. And so that Friday, I leave feeling good. That uh, Sunday night, I get a text from the guy who's supposed to buy my house in Camino. It's his agent. And I say, dear Bill, all I see is when it flashes that I got an email, I get a notification. And I see, dear Bill, I'm so sorry is the first line and i go oh shit that ain't gonna be good nothing starts with dear bill i'm so sorry you know it's not gonna go into but we want to give you even more money for the house that's not gonna be dear bill i'm so sorry but we're gonna have to pay you forty thousand more yeah yeah that's that's not what's gonna happen it was dear bill i'm so sorry but my client thought about it and he wants to be closer to sacramento uh, so we're backing out and like this was going to be an all cash offer a 15 day close like the perfect and this house has been a tough sell because it's small it's a brand new house never been lived in but it's a one bed one bath it's a starter home basically or it's going to be a vacation rental so it's been tough finding the right clients so i was like finally we did it and nope backed out so monday morning i gotta call the owner and break his heart I got to let my, you know, my supervisor, my team know this one's back on the market. So do we, do we need we, to delay the release of the show just in case until you talk to them? <laughs> no, it's a, no, they've been talked to. Okay. They've been talked Ooh. to. Uh, no, we're good. So then I move into the week. That was Monday morning. I, I let the owner know, hey, your house in Camino's not going to sell. They're, they're canceling. I let everybody on my team know it's back on the market. If you know anybody, I start marketing it aggressively again. We dropped the price a little bit to try to get it out there. Then I have a house in uh, Placerville that we had an off. We accepted an offer uh, above ask, but the only thing about this offer was it was contingent on the buyer selling his home in Folsom. The guy has a really nice home in Folsom. The agent's a hustler, so I go, "Hey, look to my clients. This is a great offer." He just has to sell his home. Then he's going to buy your home for all cash. It's going to go really fast. It's going to be great. Well, they get it on the market. They get this house on the market in Folsom, and this agent cannot get it sold. He cannot get it sold. A week goes by. Two weeks go by. Finally, three weeks go by. He lowers the price, but he only lowers the price 10000 So then I got to get on the phone with him, and I got to go, hey, man, what's up? You only lowered it 10000 You're still not getting any hits. Here we are now, almost a month in. My clients are hanging, waiting for you to sell your house so you can buy their house. They're living with family. They're trying to work out of boxes and live out of boxes while they're waiting for your guy to sell his home so he can buy yours. What's up, dude? Are you going to lower it more? You need to lower it more. The market's changed. It ain't going to sell for the price he's asking. Ten grand was not enough. He goes, no, my client's not willing to go more than 10,000 lower. Well, shit. All right, dude, then I got to serve you with a notice. So I have to serve this guy with a notice to perform or quit. That means, hey, either buy this house or quit and get out. So I served him with a notice to perform and quit, which gives him 48 hours to either get his house into escrow and, and get the job done or quit. And we put this house back on the market. So he ain't going to sell that house in 48 hours. So that means I went from being an escrow three times to now I've only got one escrow. And because these two houses aren't closing when I thought they were, 
I'm losing about 17 grand. So, yeah, tough week in the uh, professional side of things for me. Uh, really stressful. Um, you know, you feel like you're letting people down, you know, even though it's out of your hands, out of your control, because you're counting on other people to do what they're supposed to do. And when they don't do it, you just have to pick it up. Like I said, you can't put the shit back in the horse. You just got to run with it. So now I'm scrambling uh, to figure out how to get this house in Camino sold. And, uh, you know, what price am I going to put our house back in Placerville up at when we relist it and get it back on the market and try to get a new buyer? So, yeah, man, uh, I just was stressed to the max this week and uh, exhausted mentally. Not really physically, just mentally. And, uh, yeah, I'm grateful that I didn't have to make that hour-plus drive as well and that we can do it like this because I'm just... uh, I'm beat, man. I'm really beat. Well, uh, I am sorry to hear that that uh, that has worked out that way. Uh, I mean, this isn't consoling by any means, but I guess it kind of sounds like that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Yeah, the market. I mean, what was happening three or four months ago in real estate where uh, homes were going pending in a day and, uh, you know, there were multiple offers and bidding wars and homes were getting a hundred thousand over ask and that's done now the interest rates have risen from two something to five something uh we're back to a normal market where homes sit on the you know houses sit on the market for two or three weeks before getting an offer and going into escrow and prices have come down a bit and uh, owners are having to be more open to negotiating and maybe taking offers for under ask or right at ask rather than going above and beyond and it's about adjusting people's expectations i'm trying to tell people now hey what happened three months ago that was weird you know that's not normal what we're in right now even though everyone's calling it this big drop and this crash is actually just normal this is what real estate is usually like you don't usually sell your house in a day and get sixty thousand more for it this is more normal so but i also have to keep telling myself that as well you know that all the time i'm telling the, the, the my clients this i have to keep reminding myself bill this is normal it's okay they will sell this will happen keep the faith keep pushing doing you're doing everything you can do and just get it done but uh you know when you're counting on that money like i said when you're counting your chickens before they're hatched uh it's tough it's a tough one man because i was looking at having a decent payday here at the end of this month now that's not going to happen so i gotta tighten up the purse strings and uh hang on for a little longer than i had expected but you know that's the nature of the beast and we're just gonna roll with it is that a purse or a satchel good call let's say satchel yeah i'm tightening up the satchel strings yeah i i I actually yeah yes he did yeah that's much more manly he kept his gun and his whip in there that's right oh yes i'm much more indiana jones not uh not not a purse guy i do want to uh switch it up a little bit and uh just do a quick update and we talked about okay. it, i believe uh that we were gonna i was gonna go to top golf yes yeah i actually went too since the last time we recorded well there we go uh, i had never been i i took uh me and OU Nasty and my son and the coldest and our buddy Josh and OU Nasty's brother David went. 
Uh, right. We told you we had a couple birthdays. Justin and Nick's birthday are like within a week or two of each other. Our brother right. Josh had a birthday about a little bit over a month ago, but then with things going on, it was we weren't able to do anything, so I wanted to definitely take him out. And, and so we all had a chance to kind of go out. We got up and we drove to Roseville, and it went really, really well. I, I thought it was really good. We uh, They had a thing on the app where you went on Sunday, you could get an hour for free, so we got three hours instead of two hours or at the price of two nice hours. nice that's and, awesome uh, you know you just go out there and you're playing games and hitting balls and having a good time and they're just con- the waiters constantly coming and bringing you drinks and food whatever you ask for so it's, right uh, it's just it was a really good time man i i enjoyed it uh, we had uh the second level of, of uh bays right i'd like to be on level three someday yeah I don't think I've ever been up that high. Yeah. I do not want to be on one. I don't know if that would be. That would be. I like the idea of looking down on what you're hitting towards. Yeah, I do too. It's just so fun, man. It takes the funnest elements of golf and kind of combines it with like bowling. Uh, I mean, yeah, the service is really good. Their food is actually really good. Uh, like a lot, I, you don't hear a lot of people talk about the food there, but I got these chicken nachos when I went. They were like phenomenal, and they make a really good uh, margarita. I usually get a margarita when I go there, and it's just fun. It takes the best elements of golf, the best elements of bowling, and combines it with like a dining, a really cool dining experience with great service. And it's a good time, and it really isn't that expensive. You get six people in a bay, and I forget how much it is an hour. It fluctuates depending on the, the day and the time, but it really isn't that much to get a couple of hours in. Maybe like it might be like thirty something an hour. I forget, but it's not very expensive. You can get six people in there, and then the food is moderately priced. They don't jack their prices up through the roof like a theme park right. or uh, anything like that. So yeah, man, combined with the game is fun, the service is good, and then the food and drinks are good. It's like one of the best times you can have for a decent amount of money. I would take my boys there. Oh, we'd do like two hours and get food and get sodas or whatever. And it might be like a hundred bucks, a little hundred, maybe a little over a hundred, maybe a little under a hundred, depending on what we ate. But where are you going to go and get two hours of entertainment, like where you're playing a game, you're getting food, you're getting drinks, you're getting taken care of, for and and getting two hours of entertainment? You really don't. I mean, if you took if you take your family to the movies and you get everybody sodas and popcorn and candy and drinks plus your movie tickets, you're going to spend that much, and you're just sitting there watching a movie. You're not playing a game and conversing and talking shit, you know, acting. Yeah, getting served, you know, it, it really is a cool thing, man. I wish we had one a little closer than Roseville, but yeah, I've been out there several times. I di- I dig it, man. I absolutely dig it. So yeah, that was a good time we had. It was real fun. Everyone seemed to. I tell you what, though, it's a long day. Yes. Yeah. Yo, that's a haul from where you're at. How long did it take you to get there? Oh, it, t- it takes bit, me a little under two. Okay, yeah, because it takes me a little over an hour from my house and I own. So for you, then, being out in series, no, it's got to be a haul. No traffic on the way up, so it was a smooth ride. We hit Sunday traffic on the way back, so it took a little longer. Okay. You're talking, you know, roughly, give or take four hours of uh, 
drive time and then three plus hours of uh you know game playing and stuff like you know we were we left at nine we got back around five like we put in a full day right absolutely yeah that drive will get you man and when you've got to factor that there and back in but worth it man i i love going out there i i went there once with the the wife and kids on super bowl sunday and they've got all the tvs going with the game so you don't miss anything but you know like i've said many times on this podcast you go anywhere on super bowl sunday and it's a ghost town for the most part and that's how top golf was we had the place to ourselves practically but you had the game going you still had the great service and the food we had a blast man amazing and it isn't that expensive not a lot of money to do it so yeah well worth it i'm glad you finally did it and had a good time sometime we'll have to get out there and do it man i've uh, we've talked about that we got to get that done i told you uh, now that i've done it and i've enjoyed it and I had a good time doing it like i told you there's a top golf in birmingham and i have to go to alabama i might just go for a, you know an hour or two and just play by myself and have a good time oh 100 man i've been um i've been to the one in utah because there was one close to when I'd go visit my son when he went away to school in Utah. Um, and we thought about going to the one in Vegas when I took my son Max to Vegas because there's one in Vegas. But Vegas did jack their rates up. Vegas, it's a tourist. It's a tourist top golf. Like they know they're in the middle of a very touristy area. So their rates were much like we got there. And I forget, it was something like 70 an hour. And I'm like, uh, yeah, Max, we ain't doing that. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, this is a great time. We can save some money, have a good time for a couple hours, get something to eat. And then we got there and I was like, oh, hell no, it's not happening. Like, so yeah, man, but for the most part, they're everywhere. It's a big deal. And it's a, it's a hell of a lot of fun, man. I love it. Absolutely, man. Well, I yeah. just wanted to bring that up because I know we had talked about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I know last week we, we got to chatting and uh, we were going to do some, some Thor Love and Thunder follow-up. But we got into conversations. We had our episode last week where we kind of just talked about all kinds of shit, kind of like what we're doing now. But uh, we, we ran out of time. So um, and if you want to dive in, I, you had mentioned that you had some follow up from listeners on the movie. Did you did you say that last week? Well, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us those statistics? OK, so, well, I um, you and I went and saw it. We gave a less than flattering review. We weren't super impressed with the movie. So I was curious how uh, other people were going to react. Well, Thor Love and Thunder had the biggest opening weekend in the entire Thor franchise, bigger than Thor Ragnarok. It raked in that first weekend when you and I went, it raked in $144 million domestically in its first weekend. And so domestically, that just means here in the United States of America. So it probably raked in another large sum of money in the rest of the world, wherever it was released as well. So opening weekend, Thor Love and Thunder domestically, it raked in $144 million, which means a lot of diehard Marvel fans like you and I went that weekend to watch it. But unfortunately, it had the second biggest second week drop off of a Marvel movie ever. Uh, it dropped 67.7% the following week. So it went from the first weekend, 144 million, uh, to the next week, 46 million. So almost a hundred million drop off. So basically what that's telling me is the diehards like us went and watched it. And then that word of mouth hit 
people started talking about it the way we did. The reviews, the critics, the people, the fans. And uh, that's a, a massive drop-off. It's the second biggest drop-off in Marvel Cinematic History for a movie. And, uh, you know, because Thor Ragnarok uh, only dropped like 40-something percent, I believe they said, in its its second weekend. So... And I, you know, I went back and rewatched Ragnarok. That's such a phenomenal movie. That's definitely, I don't know where it falls, but it's definitely a top 10 Marvel movie. So phenomenal. After going back and watching it, then I really felt even more strongly about how much I disliked Love and Thunder because it's just too bad because Ragnarok's so good. But anyway, so I can give you what I got here or what I thought was interesting is I have a list of the top 10 Marvel movies I'll start at 10 and go to one that have the biggest second week drop-offs. So we'll start at number 10 is Avengers Age of Ultron. It had a 59.4% drop-off, which, you know, that kind of makes sense. I think that's the worst of the Avengers movies. If you got to look at all the Avengers movies, that's probably the worst one. Uh, number nine, The Incredible Hulk. So that's The Incredible Hulk with... Um, uh, what's the guy from Fight Club? Edward Norton. It's second week. It had a 60.1% drop-off. Uh, number eight, Captain America, the first Avenger, had a 6.7% had a drop-off. Number seven, Ant-Man and the Wasp, had a 61.6% drop-off. Number six, Spider-Man Homecoming, had a 62.2% drop-off. Number five. Now, I thought this one would rank higher. Number five, The Eternals, with a 62.3% drop-off. Number four, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness had a 67% drop-off in the second week. That doesn't surprise me. I think a lot of people expected more from the, the Multiverse of Madness than they got. Number three. Now, this one is kind of surprising, but there's an asterisk by it. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home at 67.5%. So what they said with the asterisk was, you got to remember that Spider-Man No Way Home dropped on December 17th. So its second week was Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, so those numbers are a little skewed because it went on to be the third biggest money-making movie of Marvel of all time. It hung in there just that second week. People go to the movies at Christmas, but not like they do regular. So there's an asterisk by that one um, because of, of the holiday. And also they said that was the first movie that really crushed it, you know, coming off of quarantine. Like movies were still hurting and still struggling to make money coming off of the COVID lockdown and the quarantine. Spider-Man No Way Home was the first one to burst that bubble. A lot of people predict had this released two years ago it might be number one or number two biggest Marvel money-making movie of all time because it made it's number three in the, in the market that we were in at the time. Number two, Thor Love and Thunder at 67.7%. And the number one biggest second-week drop-off for any movie, and this one has an asterisk by it too, is Black Widow at 67.8%. But what we know about Black Widow is that... Um, it streamed at the same time as it was in theaters. And we remember that whole debacle where uh, Scarlett Johansson was pissed and she was going to sue Disney and they were going to take her away from any other movies she was going to make because she was pissed. 
So they don't stream that one at the same time. And there's a good chance it's not number one. Thor Love and Thunder might take the number one spot because, you know, that streaming at the same time, if, if you've got the choice of going to the theater or going, staying home and watching a movie, there's, there's a lot of people that are going to choose to stay home and just spend 30 bucks and watch it. So that's your, that's your top 10 biggest second week drop-offs for Marvel flicks. And just to caveat that, you, you know what the top three highest grossing Marvel films of all time are? The top three grossing Marvel movies of all time? Yeah, the ones that have made the, big mo- the biggest money, the top three. Um, I would say Endgame. Correct. I would say The Last Spider-Man. That's number three. Endgame's number one. And me knowing how the world works and how questions like this ask, I'm guessing Thor. No, Infinity War. So your top three Marvel grossing Marvel movies are uh, number one is Endgame, which was is I don't know if it still is, but it was the biggest money-making movie of all time. Number two, Infinity War. Number three, Spider-Man. Those aren't only the top three uh, Marvel superhero movies. Those are the top three grossing superhero movies, period. Like DC, Disney, you know, like The Incredibles, like anything. Because if you go, if you look at the biggest grossing superhero movies of all time, it isn't just Marvel. You get DC in there. You get The Incredibles in there. But those are the top, not only the top three grossing Marvel movies of all time, they're the top three grossing superhero movies of all time, period, as well. I'm really interested to see how Black Adam does. Yeah, yeah. it's, It's crazy to think now that you got the Black Adam coming. Well, you got The Rock's popularity, and we've talked about that. Just, Just on that alone. He's the biggest star in the planet. And then you're throwing him in a superhero. And people have been begging to get The Rock in a superhero movie. Because he's done, you know, he's been in G.I. Joe. And he's been in The Fast and the Furious. and But he has not played a true blue superhero yet. So when you combine his fans with the geek superhero comic book fandom, it could be insane. I can just tell you this. I don't care... If you tell me you didn't like Aquaman and you didn't think it was fun, I think you're an idiot. I think it was fun, it was entertaining, it was the first time DC had kind of loosened up and lined up. They started a little bit with Wonder Woman, we've talked about Aquaman was the first time where they really opened up the the writing and they had fun with it. Yeah. It was an entertaining thing, right? Was it the best movie ever? No. But was it fun and entertaining? Sure, I've seen it again. Um, yeah. And visually, it was phenomenal. Yes. The way they absolutely m- murdered the underwater stuff. Like, it didn't look weird at all. It was great. No, it was good. If, if they have something similar like that type of script with the power of the rock, this thing's yeah. going to take off. Yeah, I'll be shocked if it, it's it's going to be a hit regardless. I mean, the critics would have to completely shit on it, and the fans would have to shit on it. And even then, it's going to have it's going to do at, at minimum. It's going to do what Thor: Love and Thunder did. It's going to have an amazing opening weekend, rake in a shitload of money in the U.S. and all over the world, and then you may see a dip 
And but here's the difference. There's no way a shape. There's no way in hell that's not gonna make some money. But here's the biggest difference: is is Thor Hemsworth at this point was kind of locked into whatever was going on. You know what I mean? Right. The Rock isn't, and The Rock, for the most part, for a long time, doesn't really put his name on shit. So if it's right. not good, I don't think that he would have signed off on it. Or yeah, no, it. I agree. And and this is going to be a dark from everything I've seen with the trailers. It's really dark. But And then it, what will be interesting is this is going to lead back into Shazam, which is insane that we got that first Shazam and it was successful. We're knocking on almost three years since that first Shazam movie and we haven't got the sequel yet because we can't have the sequel until the Black Adam movie and we hit quarantine and so everything slowed down but the Black Adam is a Shazam villain but he is very similar to the super superhuman strength of like a Superman you know Shazam and the Black Adam have the same powers as like a Superman so it will be interesting to see um once we they're introducing the Black Adam and we're going to get his backstory and understand who he is, the, to then see them introduce him back into the world of Shazam and to get another Shazam sequel, which by the time we finally get it, it's going to be like four years later. That is just insane to, to wait that long. So when a movie is successful, usually they strike while the iron is hot. Let's cash that check and get that money. Here we are going to be four years later before we see Shazam 2. Those kids, you know, because Shazam is a kid until he turns into the superhero. The guy that plays Shazam is going to be like a senior citizen and the kids are going to be in college before they get to the sequel if they don't hurry up. You know, I mean, it's, 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 been a, it's been a hot minute now. It went from Shazam to oh, Shazam. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> my, my back. Yeah, I mean, it's like now i don't know now that could they have had it filmed already and in the can a long time ago so maybe there's not going to be this huge gap but you know you remember it wasn't just him the kid that played shazam he also had like brothers and sisters from his orphanage that were or from his uh, foster home that were with him as well so all of those kids are going to have aged some years at this point so it's hard when you're dealing with young kids like that to to have the continuity slow down like that but yeah, man, I'm, I'm stoked for that. I, I can't wait for that to happen. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens when you combine the Rocks fandom with your hardcore DC fandom and see what kind of numbers that generates. Because let's be honest, Thor Love and Thunder, even though it had that massive second week drop off, it's still probably overall when you when you combine all the money all over the world that it's going to make. It'll still probably be considered a success. You know, a Marvel failure is a success anywhere else in Hollywood. Like a 140 some odd million dollar opening weekend is nothing to sneeze at. And then a second week of 40 some odd million after that, you're already at like almost $200 million just in the United States. Right. You haven't even raked in the money from around. This movie will probably end up making close to a billion dollars by the time the run's done who knows who knows but well, I can, uh i can tell you this uh i talked to uh i talked to oh you nasty about it he was uh because there's some stuff going on he was delayed a little bit and you know a couple times i had to i forgot that he hadn't seen it yet and i had to like stop but he finally ended up watching it and uh right 
And uh, to no surprise, I'm sure to you, he felt the same way we did. It was, like, you know, a lot of... What the fuck, man? What what is going on? Like, what are we doing? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and, and, and you know everything that annoyed me or that I didn't like, he was on board with. He, he you know, he, he so he, he told me he's like he finally watched it, and he's like I was looking forward to, I was looking forward to watching Thor as much as I was, as soon as I was getting done to listening to the Thor episode because I I'd had to delay because I hadn't seen Thor so I. You know, and like we always say, like, yeah. hey, hit pause, go do yeah. it, go watch this, then come back and listen, and then let us know. And that's what right. he did. And so, you know, he watched Thor, and then the next morning he immediately listened to the Thor episode. And, he, you know, he said he was on board with, you know, kind of what we were talking about. And and uh, especially given the, uh, the history of kind of all the stuff we've kind of talked about, right? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. It's um there's been lots of movies where maybe you and I haven't seen eye to eye or or uh, you know you like something more than me or I like something more than you or I was willing to be more lenient with it that kind of thing, right? Right. This is the one movie like pretty much everyone in the world is like what the fuck, dude. Yeah. And also yeah. all of these people that are like what the hell? If you tell us that you liked Love and Thunder, we're like, you're an idiot. Right. You're an idiot. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, come on, man. The goats were terrible. Because you know how many people I have seen that said they loved the goats, though? It's crazy, dude. I've seen so many social media posts on people saying, yeah, it wasn't that great. Loved the goats. And I'm like, how could you love those goats? That was so annoying. Like, it was crazy annoying, but there are people out there, and you even call you called it and been like, "There's people that are going to think that's hilarious," and I, I there are. Well, yeah. we were in the theater, man. It was funny the first time; it really was. And then it was like funny the second time because it was like it had like pa- the time had passed a little bit. Yeah. And then the ghost did the thing, and then they left, and then they did it like eight more times. I was like, "All right, man, I get it." It's not yeah. Funny, dude. It's over you, now. You have, you have goats pulling a ship through the multiverse on the. You know what, dude? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was bad. And, but when we were in the theater, the seventh, eighth, ninth time, we heard people laugh. Yes. Like, dude, yeah. There's gonna people are gonna love the goats, dude. It's gonna be a thing, and that's gonna. Be yeah, and it sure you you were you were you were on the button on the money with that man. People on the internet, even people that were shitting on the movie were like, "But the goats were funny." Yeah, I didn't like it. A lot of the jokes didn't hit. Story sucked. But the goats, the goat, and I'm just like, seriously, that's the thing you pulled out of it. All right, I would have been like, yeah, movie sucked, but hey, Gore the God Butcher, man, that's a that's a great Marvel villain, you know. Like, I wouldn't have said the goats, like, and it's just it's it's crazy to me. But you know what? Really, Thor Ragnarok is such just such a good damn movie that unfortunately there may have been nowhere to go but down. I, I don't know. Like, Ragnarok is good. I think the same way Spider Man No Way Home hurt. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I think that's what Ragnarok did for Thor Love and Thunder. I think they were like, well, people seem to like the comedy in Ragnarok. Uh, let's just triple that. Let's 
let's just times that by 12 and hopefully it works. It's kind of felt like let's throw a hundred jokes at the wall and see which one sticks. And if, unfortunately, if only one sticks out of a hundred, that ain't great. That ain't great odds. Well, that's the thing we talked about. Like it just, it was so forced. Like it wasn't yeah. like, it didn't it, like in Ragnarok, it wasn't forced. It came no. natural. Right? No, I, I, I rewatched that movie, man, and there's tender moments. When they needed it to be serious, it's serious. When they needed it to be tender, it's tender. Like, and it was like, no matter what happened in Love and Thunder, they were cracking jokes. And it's like, no, that don't work. You can't crack a joke when somebody's going through chemo. You know, it just doesn't work. Like, yeah. It was, and, and, and it was because, it, like, the difference is, like, the thing about humor is that a huge portion of humor is timing. Right. People don't, you can't, you can't not manipulate timing. Right. Right. A person who is a, I consider myself to be a funny person. When right. I am out and I am around people, right? There are times where I've got something funny to say. But if something pops off or something changes and I miss that moment, nine times right. out of the ten, I will just bite my lip. Unless I yeah. think it's so funny, even if the timing is gone, I've got to get it out. Right. But absolutely, most of the time, like if it's not there, it's not there, and you move on. No, no. It, there is nothing worse than when you say something that you think is funny, like it just comes to you and you spit it out, and it's just fucking silence. Yeah. I can only imagine what a stand-up comedian who's on stage in front of hundreds of people must feel. But you'll be—I'll be at my desk in the office, and somebody will say something. I'll go, well, you know, da 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 and crickets and i'm like shit that's not a good feeling i don't like it yeah so yeah man i get it it's uh it's not it's not it, and, and there was a lot of that for me and, and for love and thunder there was a lot of cricket moments for me where i was just like oh my god that's not funny it's just cheesy and bad so like, there's a why there's a uh, a uh, i have a colleague at work her name is uh cynthia she's in my unit she is the uh she was my WAC, my WAC, my work above class. So what that meant is like, she wasn't my supervisor, but she was getting paid more to kind of help and be my trainer a little bit because it's right. a little bit off of the supervisor. So, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just like someone who got paid a little extra to help the new people. Right. Uh, so she's my work above class, my WAC. I've got her on my phone as my whack. I call her Wackaroni and Cheese, all kind of whack. Anyway, <laughs> whack. I huge, like it. Huge, huge Marvel fan. We have talked about every Marvel movie came out. Uh, she's a very smart, very awesome, very sweet person. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and, but she's also willing to go, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Let me go relook at something. You know what I mean? Right. Like when WandaVision came out, she didn't like it at all. And then my okay. buddy Dana that I used to work with before he moved on to uh, the Bay Area, uh, we were like, no, this is what's going on. Like, you have to think about it in this way. Like, and, you know, we kind of explained it a little bit more because we'd seen more of WandaVision right. at that point. So we could explain kind of what was going on so she didn't abandon it. And she went right. back. And then when she went back and watched it again, she's like, okay, I get it now. And she really liked it. So she right. like, has, the, has a, an open mind of things, right? Uh, and like I said, right, sweetest, very like, just an absolute fantastic lady. And so she went and finally watched Thor. And I asked her when well, she's like, I was like, did you watch Thor yet? 
And she tried so hard when she was talking to me. Right. To not bash it. But I could tell yeah. that she wanted to be like, <laughs> what the hell? And then This I was, is garbage. And I was yeah. like, Cynthia, it was bad. And she goes like this. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I go, that's okay to feel that way because I feel like we all felt that way. Especially after Ragnarok. Especially after... You know who Thor had become in Endgame and Infinity War, and with the Guardians, and you know what I mean, like just the, yes, just the interactions that he had and everything that he was doing, like right. I think we're all disappointed, and, and it's okay. I think that hopefully our disappointment, you know, I, I don't know, like you know how sometimes people are. They, they feel like they're untouchable and they don't make mistakes and, and maybe that Watiki guy thinks that this movie is perfect Taika Waititi Taika Waititi yeah I mean I mean he's he's the one who's considered responsible for turning the Thor franchise around because after the second Thor movie which the critics hated and it didn't do well they then you got Ragnarok which was like everyone loved that so and he's not just doing Ragnarok Taika Waititi is responsible for a lot of amazing films so it's possible that he could this is just was his vision and this is what he wanted for this movie and hey let's let, here's the thing it's still sitting at like a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, it's got a cinema score of a B plus which Ragnarok got an A so a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes a B plus on the cinema score and a 100 and the biggest opening weekend ever for a Thor franchise. I mean, somebody clearly likes it, you know, so, but there are people out there that are loving it. So yeah, his vision and what he went for now, clearly the second week numbers show that there are a lot less people liking it. But uh, it, like I said, a, a Marvel failure would be considered a success for any other genre of movie it's just marvel the expectations are there it's like i rewatched. um i bought spider-man no way home on blu-ray and i rewatched it i have now seen it four times i just watched it for the fourth time and it gets better to me every time like i i notice something little or some nuance that i didn't catch before i still laugh i still cry i absolutely love that movie schindler's list but yeah, yeah i mean you know what i'm saying man it, it, it's, it's right up there with the emotional you know when aunt may goes dude it's crazy but and for the fourth time i've watched it and i still feel that way about it but that going into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is a fine movie. But it was such a letdown after No Way Home. There was no way around it. And I tried to think, all right, why? Why? What made it be that way? Because in my mind, I thought Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was just going to be a continuation of Spider-Man No Way Home. They were still going to be feeling the effects of the spell they cast and strange was going to have to fix it. There was going to be all kinds of people from the multiverse in the world. And I was like, why did I feel that way? What made me think that? So when I rewatched no way home, I waited for that end credit scene. Do you remember the end credit of no way home is basically just a trailer for Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. I do. Well, that trailer opens up 
with Wong telling Doctor Strange, don't cast that spell. Don't cast that spell. And Strange goes, I have no choice. It's the only way. And then you hear him say, but I never meant for this to happen. And then, boom, they, they roll into him talking to Wanda and you seeing all the clips from the movie. But they really, that trailer really led you to believe that that post credit scene that was just a trailer. They led you to believe that the spell that Strange cast caused irrepressible damage. I don't know if that's the word, irrepressible. I don't know. Caused damage beyond what they knew. And that Strange now had to go and make it right. And I couldn't figure out why I felt that way until I went back and watched that again. And it literally opens up with Wong going, don't you cast that spell. And he's like, there's no other way, but I never meant for this. And so, yeah, there's nowhere to go but down when you feel like you're getting basically getting Spider-Man No Way Home 2. And, and, this, is, and, and this is a perfect example of what we're talking about, about Thor, how we were like... Right. You know, we like, wanted Ragnarok 2. Well... <laughs> how we talk about I just said like you know certain people have we, we've been on different sides of things before right right I think Spider-Man is fantastic I think it's great I think it's a little overrated at this point now because people are like blowing it up like because it's their favorite movie and if it's your favorite movie it's cool man I I, I get it like you that's your that's your gig and then and, 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 and I know a lot of people are like do I watched Toby Maguire and then I got you know Spider-Man was my guy so then like getting all the Spider-Mans together like I get it it's, absolutely it's the, it's the it's the cavalry for them yeah so I get it I do but I liked Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and I think that sometime I think that a lot of people are I, I I've heard people that are on my side and they're like no I thought it was really good like I enjoyed it and it was probably you know we talked about like one of the darker Marvel movies out there like this is not for kids like Wanda it was the closest be, thing to a horror movie Marvel's Wanda, done so far Wanda might be the darkest villain in the entire MCU at to this point she was she was scary yeah, yeah. absolutely so, so, agree agree with you there I love that aspect of the movie so you know it was it, it but I think for the most part people that we know personally and people that we respect professionally are all like, what the fuck with Love and Thunder? Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, it was just I mean? a, yeah, so an it was overall just, letdown. Yeah. But before, before we get out of here, uh, you did have a quick breakdown of uh, what was announced at Comic-Con. Oh, I did. Yeah. So we just recently had, I kind of forgot, we started talking about so much other stuff. So yeah, every year, you know, the big Comic-Con happens in san diego and uh you know that's where marvel usually makes the big announcement of what new movies are coming down the pipe you know what what's happening in the in the next phases as you'd call them uh so i did pull up a website that has phase five a breakdown of the dates and times. so let me pull that up real quick and i'll just kind of give you what they so this is from uh comicbook.com every Marvel Phase 5 movie and TV series that's coming down the pipe with dates and times. So the first one coming up let me get that ad pop up, sorry Uh, the first one we're getting is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. 
saying February 17th, 2023. And we know this is where they're going to introduce Kang, uh, I believe, into the Marvel Universe, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. This is where we're going to see him. And this is going to spiral into him coming and, and being a big problem later on in the Marvel Universe, which I'm stoked for. Uh, so that's February 17th, 2023. Then next up is... Um, a TV show on Disney Plus. So they're sp saying spring of 2023, we're going to get Secret Invasion, which is a Disney Plus series that will focus on Nick Fury, uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury, uncovering a plot by factions of the shape-shifting alien race, the Scrolls. So a kind of a Sam Jackson show on Disney Plus. That sounds cool. I'm in. Uh, next, in um, on May 5th of 2023, now this has been delayed and delayed and delayed, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, James Gunn has said this is it for him on Guardians of the Galaxy. The rest of the cast isn't saying whether or not they'll appear, appear in other Marvel stuff or this is the end for the Guardians, but James Gunn has said he's done. This is his trilogy and he's finished. Uh, next, we've got Echo. Another Disney Plus series. We know Echo was introduced in the Hawkeye show. Uh, and I probably wouldn't be that excited about that, except that we know that, the uh, not the Punisher, we know that Daredevil and, uh, gosh, what's his name now? The Kingpin are going to be prominent characters in this show. So went from me not particularly caring to, oh, I'm fully on board because that's huge. All right, so that's summer of 2023. They're saying we're going to get that. Also in summer of 2023, Loki season two. Hell yeah, let's go. Loki was amazing. Can't wait. Okay, keep going here. The Marvels. This will be a movie. We just had the Miss Marvel TV show. Um, so the Miss Marvel TV show is going to collide with the Captain Marvel movie. And we're going to get a movie called The Marvels. Uh, July 28th of 2023. Is that going to be um, filmed like WandaVision and it's going to be like an 80 sitcom? <laughs> We're going to find out. I Did Did you watch Miss Marvel? I have not watched it. Marvels. It might be. Hey, Matt Groening is making his debut in the MCU. Yeah. I saw, yeah, I, I, I know I've heard nothing but good things about Miss Marvel. I have yet to watch it because it's kind of supposed to be like a teenage drama meets superhero. But they've introduced her character in this TV show that a lot of people said was really good. I haven't watched it. And then she will carry over into the Captain Marvel universe for this movie on July 28th. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Uh, but Brie Larson is back and we'll see. I don't know. Uh, so let's see, this is going to be, this one doesn't have a date on it. They're just saying Ironheart, which is the reincarnation of, um, Iron Man, I believe, but this time it's going to be a female, a female led character, uh, donning the iron suit and, uh, taking up the mantle of Iron Man. But I think it's going to, I'm guessing it's going to be Ironheart. That's going to be, I believe a Disney plus show. If I'm not mistaken. So it says, Riri Williams, Dominique Thorne, will debut in Black Panther 2. 
but the MCU needs a new armored Avenger genius engineer, and Riri will be stepping up for that role. The threads of the Iron Man franchise have been hanging loose for some time, so Ironheart will be the first step to picking them up again. Doesn't really give a date on that one. Uh, just says it's coming in phase five. Another one, this says November 3rd, 2023. I can't wait. Blade. The the re the reinvention of Blade in the Marvel Universe says this is going to be part of the Marvel Knights supernatural side of things. We got Moon Knight. Um, we we were teased with it in the Eternals post credit, but we know Blade's coming. So yeah, that's November third, twenty twenty three. Winter twenty twenty three, possibly twenty twenty four. Kind of a wide gap there. Um, the Agatha Coven of Chaos, Disney Plus TV show. Ah, the follow up um, to WandaVision. Yeah, interesting. I I don't know if I care. I'm not 100% sure, but we'll see. WandaVision was great. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And then probably the thing I'm most excited about here on this list is that we're getting two doses of Daredevil in, uh, in Phase 5. So they're saying spring 2024. We're getting Charlie Cox back in Daredevil Born Again. And this will not be six episodes. This will not be nine episodes. This will not be 10 episodes. They're saying it is going to be a whopping uh, 18 episodes. And you're going to get Vincent D'Onofrio back once again as the kingpin. Um, yeah. Hell yes. Well, I can Let's tell go. You, I'll, I'll tell you this. And, we, we, and I'm sure that at some point I've said this. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved The Punisher with John Bernthal. I yes. thought it was great. I know that you initially, I don't know if you've changed your mind, but you were like, it was a little uh, It was slow. It was I, did, I, I got through three or four episodes of season one. I didn't make it any further than that. So I don't, I can't say. Uh, it, it was fantastic. Um, but hands down, not close, still to this day. Daredevil was the best Marvel TV show. 100%. It is better Still than, is. It is better than Loki. It is better than all of them. All of the Disney yes. Plus stuff, it's not close. Yes. Daredevil was so effing good. Yeah. So how do you feel? Let me ask you this because I agree with you 100%. Let me ask you this. Do you feel Disney Plus, I don't want to say can top that, but do you think they can make a show even on the level of because do you i don't know if they'll go that dark they're they're starting to bring r-rated movies to disney plus they're starting to shift to a a a little more adult oriented content do you think it will be as dark as the netflix show or anywhere near as good well i don't think that daredevil was tremendously dark it was dark but i don't think it was super dark and i think that Look at Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. They're clearly capable of going dark, right? And they're bringing Punisher to, you know, with a whole Disney Plus where you've got to put your age in so that you can watch certain things. Like, I think that they can absolutely do that. I really Yeah, because, I mean, Stisk was pretty dark, though. I mean, he he slammed guys' heads in car doors and... And it, there were some brutal murders pretty, and some pretty aggressive fight scenes in those that show. But they they already did it a little bit in Hawkeye, right? He was smoking her like he didn't like 
it wasn't as dark as is as, as i don't think hawkeye killed anybody no, nobody fisk, died in fisk. hawkeye oh fisk was there yes but, but, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, his fight scenes he's he's a brute yeah so but i just i guess i'm thinking more along the lines of the blood and the gore there was a lot more of that in daredevil we haven't seen that yet in disney plus you had the one scene where uh in uh falcon and the winter soldier where uh the new captain america i can't remember the guy's name now uh, killed the guy with the shield mm-hmm. and when he pulled the shield back he saw some blood on the shield and people freaked people freaked out disney had to make a a censored version there is a censored version where there's no blood on that shield uh in the, in the uh, age restricted you can watch that without the blood they took it off they cgi'd it out so i i just wonder how far they'll push it i love it i'm stoked i'm on board bring on the daredevil you're absolutely right best show in the marvel universe love charlie cox i was just curious if you thought do you do you think are, are you preparing yourself to be a little let down i should say i guess no no okay good yeah uh, I, I i think I, I i think that it's one of those characters that i feel like like you know we saw charlie cox for what two minutes in spider-man yeah and it was exciting as hell it was probably my favorite two minutes of it i've talked about this like i I yeah i called it the daredevil movie like i love yeah dude it was it just yeah that character what charlie cox has done with that character or they've allowed him to do with that character i just you know we we've we've already got the backstory we already know about the fisk stuff we already know like i i just i it would have to be love and thunder bad for me to not like it right yeah 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 and we know they're not gonna go the God, route of comedy. Not that. yeah yeah i know please yeah we know they're not gonna go comedy with it well we hope they won't i don't think they will so anyway that's that's a couple there's a few more things here so uh may 3rd 2024 captain america the new world order so we're gonna get anthony mackie's first big screen debut as the new captain america uh yeah man i'm i'm stoked for that i i I enjoyed captain america and the winter soldier the tv show curious to see the direction they go with it and how they take it considering that he doesn't truly have any superpowers now is he gonna fight hulk hogan and the rest of nwo is that what yes the new world order that's right yeah yeah it's too bad Macho Man's no longer with us. That would have been an amazing film. I like your movie. I, w- I want to see your movie. He was yeah. he was in Spider-Man, though. <laughs> yes, he was. That's true. Bonesaw ready. Minutes. You ain't yes. going nowhere. So I hadn't heard anything about this next one, and maybe you have. Uh, July 26th of 2024, The Thunderbolts. And it's this is going to be this is going to be the end of Phase Five. It's going to be a, I think a TV a series. It says that they start as a team of villains posing as heroes. The Thunderbolts is a series that started as a team of villains posing as heroes. Thunderbolts makes up makes us wonder if Phase Fives will end with a new world order of villains holding the reins of heroes left on the run. I don't know. So I've never even heard of that. I don't know what that is, but villains posing as heroes kind of gives me a uh, um, what was the movie the DC one the Suicide Squad kind of a vibe maybe I don't know maybe it's kind of their version of the Suicide Squad I'm not sure but anyway 
that's villains phase posing five. as heroes. Yes. Sounds like the boys. That too. Yeah, there you go. I just hey, I just watched uh episode one of the newest season. I finally I finished the Orville. And so now I am diving into uh, the boys. So we'll talk about that on a later episode. We can talk about the wrap up of the Orville and dig in on the boys. But anyway, that's that's uh, what what they've projected from Comic Con for uh, Phase Five of the Marvel Universe. Lots of lots of interesting shit coming down the pipe, man. I think I'm probably most excited for Daredevil and Blade. Those are probably my two biggies that I'm looking forward to the most um, out of everything they rattled off there. Those are the two that. Are revving my engine up and getting me going. Um, can't wait. Uh, I, I, I'm excited, obviously, about Daredevil. You uh, can probably pick up on how uh, how much I like that if you didn't know before. Um, obviously, excited about Blade. I'm excited about the Captain America one. Um, also, I can tell you this: um, there's leaked footage. I don't know if you heard about this because. Of uh, who's the guy that played Mood Knight? Oscar Isaac. So Oscar Isaac and uh, and uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, is that right? Yes, Ethan Hawke. Uh, yep. They were uh, they, they. You know how remember how like they were like doing like someone got some like really grainy footage of Charlie Cox leaving the studio. Uh, yes. Spider Man. Yep. They, they someone had a video of that in cairo like two weeks ago oh shit okay you know nice. they're like nobody's saying shit they don't know if moon knight's coming back they don't know that blah 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 right yeah oh look dude it did really well it's coming back they're gonna figure a way out to get those guys back yeah you just gotta write charlie cox uh, charlie cox wrong wrong actor you just gotta write Oscar isaac a big enough paycheck he'll be back it was good writing and a great show. I think he enjoyed playing the character. Looked like he had fun with it. I'd be shocked if he didn't come back. But Marvel just likes to do that. They keep things under wraps, and then they want to get there. That's how they rev up the excitement and get you get you going for it, man. That's what they do. Um, oh, and also in the Marvel world, very soon, I think it starts next week or in a couple weeks, we got She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, getting ready to drop on Disney+. You, Plus. I will tell you this. I, Miss Marvel, I was not really... Obviously, I haven't even watched it yet, so I haven't either. The She-Hulk trailers look entertaining, and it, uh, the first trailer I was like, "Uh oh, I don't think this is gonna work." And then the newer trailers, I'm still a little concerned, but better. I think it definitely looks better. She's breaking the third wall, kind of like Daredevil, and talking to the camera. And you know, she's gonna be a lawyer. So from what I've heard, also Charlie Cox will be in this, being that he's a lawyer when he's daredevil is a lawyer by day and daredevil by night so he's gonna show up so it, more da- the more daredevil the better let's just keep charlie cox and everything at this point i'm okay with that um but uh yeah man i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch she hulk for sure just out of the sheer morbid curiosity of why her brother dr banner feels he needs to turn his sister to the hulk because he turns her into it and I want to know why he felt that was necessary. Like, that's my biggest question about that show is why would you do that to someone? Well, I'm guessing we're going to find out. That's what I want to know because she clearly wants to be a lawyer. He's like, well, you're going to be a superhero. She's like, no, I'm going to be a lawyer. Like, boy, now you're the Hulk. So what's up? The She-Hulk. So, yeah, man. But anyway, Marvel's got a lot coming up. I'm really excited. I think we've talked for a while. Are we Are we ready to get on up out of here, my sure friend? Sure are, sir. 
All right. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Uh, see you later, peoples. Peace. <laughs>